Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You ever wake up one morning thinking it's just another day and then your world gets flipped upside down before you've even had your coffee? Well, strap in, Reddit, because that's how this mess kicked off. I'm Brandon. No, not the happily married Brandon with the white picket fence and the wife who adores him. That guy got tossed out the window the second I overheard Helen, my wife of eight years, giggling on the phone with her friend Angela. Now, Angela's this high-powered marketing exec, always dressed to kill and with a laugh that could curdle milk. She's the type that considers marriage a game and fidelity a suggestion. I never liked her, but Helen? She practically worshipped the ground Angela strutted on. So, there I was, passing by Helen's home office door on my way to the kitchen, and I catch this snippet of their conversation. Brandon doesn't have to know, it's just a bit of fun. You deserve more than his tired, old-fashioned view of Mariegi. It hit me like a punch to the gut. My Helen, the one who'd stand by me through thick and thin, getting an earful of this garbagey and agreeing with it. I knew I should have given Helen the choice Angela or me earlier, but I messed up and here I am now. I felt this cold rage settle in as I stood there, my hand clenched around the doorknob. This wasn't just a casual chat, this was my wife, being egged on by her so-called friend to cheat. To toss everything we had built together in the trash. And the worst part? She was laughing. That sound? It was like she'd completely forgotten who she was. Or maybe I never knew her at all. That's the raw, unfiltered start of my story, folks. No sweet walks down memory lane here. Just the bitter truth of a man who got a wake-up call he never asked for. I scoured through our bank statements, credit cards, phone bills, you name it. I was looking for anything, a clue that Helen was taking these suggestions from Angela to heart. But here's the kicker, folks. There was nothing. Nada. Zilch. Our bank statements were as mundane as they come. Groceries, a charge for a new blender because I broke ours trying to make margaritas, the usual. Phone bills? The most scandalous thing was the overage charge from Helen's mom calling to talk her ear off. I even started checking the mileage on her car. Yeah, I got that desperate. But every time it added up perfectly to her work and back, maybe a little detour to the grocery store or the gym. It was infuriating. It was like I was trying to catch smoke with my bare hands. Hey everyone. Unfortunately, basically everyone who is watching these videos isn't subscribed. It would mean the world to me to quickly get out of the full screen video for three seconds and press that subscribe button. It's free and you can unsubscribe anytime. Sorry for bothering and thank you so much if you subscribed. Then there was Angela who was as slippery as an eel. I dropped by Helen's boutique unannounced, hoping to catch them in some illicit planning session, but it was always business as usual. Smiles, chatter about sales targets and not even a hint of the deception I'd overheard. It made me doubt my own ears. Had I really heard what I thought I did? I felt like I was living in some parallel universe where everything looked exactly the same but was completely different. Here I was, a man who could turn a piece of wood into art, 
feeling completely powerless against the intangible. Helen was the perfect wife by all accounts, and Angela, the master manipulator, seemed like the supportive best friend. But you know that feeling in your gut? That gnawing, twisting certainty that something's off? It wouldn't let up. It kept me awake at night, staring at the ceiling while Helen slept peacefully beside me. I'd lay there, listening to the rhythm of her breath, wondering if she was dreaming of a life without me. A life Angela had convinced her she deserved. I couldn't shake it. So I kept watching, waiting, because that's what you do when you love someone, right? You hope you're wrong about them even when everything inside of you is screaming that you're not. Hey Reddit, it's Brandon again. When I last left off, I was hanging by a thread, remember? Well, that thread's been fraying like crazy. Every day, the same routine. Wake up, watch Helen for any signs, any slip-up, any hint that could prove she wasn't the woman I thought she was. It was eating me alive. I started to lose it, honestly. My workshop, which used to be my sanctuary, started to feel like a prison. I'd stare at a block of wood for hours, chisel in hand, and the patterns I'd usually coax out of the grain just wouldn't come. My clients started asking questions. Is everything all right, Brandon? They'd say. This doesn't look like your best work. And they were right. It wasn't. My buddies would call, ready for a round of beers and some pool, and I'd just ignore the calls. I couldn't face them, couldn't pretend everything was fine while my marriage was dangling over the edge of a cliff. I was the guy who had it all together, but now? I was the guy spying on his wife, doubting her every move, and losing sleep over a conversation that might have meant nothing, or everything. I remember one night, I got up while Helen was still sleeping. I just sat there in the dark, watching the rise and fall of her chest, listening to her breathing. She looked so peaceful, so innocent. I wanted to wake her up, to demand the truth, to end this torment. But I couldn't. I didn't have proof, just this knowing suspicion that kept whispering in my ear, she's lying to you. My world narrowed down to this singular focus, find the truth. It wasn't just about whether she was cheating anymore. It was about whether I could trust my own judgment. If I was wrong about her, what else was I wrong about? Myself, my friends, my whole damn life? The isolation was the worst part. It's like I built this wall around myself, brick by brick, with every doubt and every unanswered question. I stopped going to family barbecues, dodged my mom's Sunday dinners, and became a ghost to my own siblings. I was so deep in my own head, I couldn't find the way out. Alright Reddit, it's Brandon again. My story hit a really tough spot. I decided it was time to ask Helen what was going on. I couldn't keep wondering and feeling bad all the time. I came in from working on some furniture in the garage, and there was Helen sitting on the sofa with her phone. I took a deep breath and told her we needed to talk. I was really calm, even though inside I felt like a storm was raging. We sat down and I told her straight up about the phone call I overheard with Angela, about how I couldn't sleep, and about all the times I tried to find out if she was seeing someone else behind my back. I asked her, is there someone else, Helen? She said no, she wasn't seeing anyone else. She cried and said that Angela was just making a bad joke and that I got it all wrong. She wanted me to believe her, she reached out to me, but I just couldn't. I couldn't hold her hand or make her feel better. I really wanted to believe her, guys. She's my wife, Helen, who I've loved for so long. But I just couldn't get Angela's words out of my head. We went to bed that night but didn't talk. We didn't kiss goodnight or say I love you like we usually do. 
She was crying quietly, and I just lay there, looking up at the ceiling, wondering if I even wanted to know the truth, or if it was better not to know. Out of the blue, I got help from someone I never expected to get involved. I was in my shop, focusing on a piece of wood that was supposed to become someone's rocking chair, trying to find some peace in the familiar shavings and sawdust. That's when Jeff walked in. Now Jeff is someone I'd call an acquaintance, good for small talk, knows a lot about a lot, and always has a way of popping in when you least expect it. He had this serious look on his face, which wasn't like him at all. He asked if we could step into the back room for a chat, away from the prying eyes of the storefront. So there we were, surrounded by the skeletons of half-finished furniture, and he starts telling me this story. Turns out, Jeff's sister works at the hotel where Angela and Helen have been holding these so-called business meetings. And she's seen Helen there too, but she was never alone. Always with this one guy, always cozy, like they were more than just friends. Jeff said his sister kept it to herself because she didn't want to cause any trouble without being sure of what was happening. I felt like I was in a bad dream. All this time I had this feeling, but no proof. And here was Jeff, handing me the last piece I needed. My head was spinning, but there was also this sense of relief. Finally, I had something solid. Jeff must have seen the emotions on my face because he put a hand on my shoulder and said he was sorry to be the bearer of bad news but thought I had the right to know. He said he'd be there if I needed anything, which was the last thing I expected to hear from him. So, there I was with this information that felt like a heavy brick in my hands. It was the key to everything that had been hidden from me, and now I had a decision to make about what to do next. Okay, Reddit, it's Brandon. After finding out the truth, I had to decide what to do. I didn't want to just lash out, I wanted to be smart about it to do something that really mattered. First things first, I got my evidence together and talked to a lawyer. I wanted to know where I stood legally. The lawyer said the evidence was good. If it came down to it, I could take Helen to court. But this wasn't just about legal stuff. I wanted Helen and Angela to understand the consequences of their actions. For Angela, I knew I had to be subtle. She worked at this fancy marketing firm and they have a reputation to uphold. So, I sent a carefully worded letter to her boss, suggesting they look into Angela's behavior outside of work. I kept it anonymous and stuck to the facts. Next, I focused on Helen. I waited until she was out, then I took my most important things and left the house. I didn't make a scene. I just left and went to stay with my brother. I needed some space to clear my head. I turned off my phone and stayed off social media. I just needed a break from everything. Helen tried to reach out, of course. She called, she texted, but I wasn't ready to talk to her. Not after all this. That was how I handled it. Quietly, but in a way that let them both know I was serious. It's not over yet, though. There's still more to come in this whole mess. Stay with me. So, I laid out my cards, did what I had to do, and stepped back to watch the fallout. It's been a wild ride, and here's how it all went down after the dust started to settle. I heard through the grapevine what happened with Angela. That letter I sent, it did the trick. Her bosses took a closer look at her, and let's just say they didn't like what they saw. Last I heard, she was put on leave and had to scramble to keep her job. I guess her co-workers started seeing a different side of her, the one I'd been warning them about. Then there's Helen. After I left that evidence on the kitchen table and moved out, things for her got real. 
She came home to an empty house and a whole lot of truth staring back at her. She tried calling me, leaving voicemails, sending texts, apologies, excuses, promises to change. But I couldn't just forget everything and go back. Too much had happened. I needed time to think, to be away from all the drama. I found out that Helen's boutique started to suffer without her focus. She lost a couple of big clients, and without Angela to push her into the spotlight, things just weren't the same. It was tough on her, that much was clear, but it was the bed she made. Now, let's talk about me for a second. I did a lot of thinking, a lot of solo drives, a lot of staring at the ocean. I wondered if I went too far, if maybe I should have handled things differently. But then I remembered that feeling, that cold pit in my stomach when I first suspected something was wrong. And I knew I couldn't have just let it slide. I don't take joy in what happened to Angela or Helen. It's not about that. It's about actions and consequences. I had to face mine, and they had to face theirs. I just wish it hadn't come to all this. So, here I am, working in my shop again, finding peace in the grains of wood, in the smell of sawdust. I'm picking up the pieces, but it's a slow process. Every day is a little better, a little clearer. I'm starting to feel like myself again, but there's still a ways to go. That's the aftermath, Reddit. It's messy, it's sad, but it's real. This whole saga, it's taught me a lot about trust, about forgiveness, and about moving on. Thanks everyone for listening. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the channel. Thanks and have a great rest of your day or night.